you'll just have to drown and then I'll resuscitate you. Or, It'll probably work. Or is that the sound of popcorn? Sound of drowning in popcorn is very similar. I've just, I've just noticed that. I wouldn't mind drowning in popcorn. Oh, that sounds good. To drown in butter? That's a pretty good way to go. That's, uh, I, that must have happened in The Simpsons at some point. Yeah. Would my, now, would my uh, Rosovustatin, I'm on a statin for the cholesterol, would that right. keep me alive a little bit longer or would the salt <laughs> and the butter just take me over ultimately? It may keep you alive for another five or six seconds, <laughs> I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about all these films um, in water recently, um, even Wakanda Forever. There was a lot of water there, wasn't there? Yeah. There's something going on with water and films. What's your take and what films do you remember in water that you've loved over the years? I t- well, I tell you, I, I, I tell you what I do think about water. So, you know, like, so I'm an anaesthetist. I've been an anaesthetist for like, it's going to be um, 26 years wow. next month. And, um, you know, when you're putting somebody off to sleep for an operation, you always yeah. have like a little bit of a spiel. And so I, you know, ask people, it's really common. I can say, oh, you know, what would you like to dream about? What would you like to be doing if you weren't here having an operation? And I, I reckon 75 or 80% of my patients all say the same thing. They all say, oh, I'd love to be by the, by the sea on the beach. Oh. There is something yeah. um, so fundamental um, about being near the water. Yeah. It's kind of just something at the, you know at the core of humanity. Everybody dreams of the same thing, um, so I'm not surprised it's reflected in cinema as well. Um, so there's, I um, I have a bunch of favourite seaside uh, movies. I have kind of come up with a bit of a list because uh, there's you know enough here that I think you know I could spot a bit of a pattern. Okay. Um, one thing we touched on last week, I think we mentioned this was. Um, Moana, which is the 2016 um, mm. Disney film, and I don't know whether you've seen that. You're, so your your kind of um, your family kind of a little bit too old probably for you to have been seeing Disney films six years ago. Uh, no, because the kids were like 13, 14, 14 around, uh, that, around that when that came out. So I, I have seen Moana, uh, um, I, which I think is absolutely magnificent. Yeah, it's delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, you know, it's such a renaissance in Disney animation. So like the, the kind of run of quality from the Frozen, Big Hero 6, yeah. Zootopia, Moana, mm. um, just an outstanding run of movies um, written by Jared Bush, who also co-wrote Zootopia. Um, so you know, I'm not surprised you know, with a pedigree like that. It's an outstanding film. But um, in the same way that The Way of Water last week left me felt left me kind of a bit dazed because... There was so much on screen and it was yeah. so brightly lit. Mm-hmm. Um, the the kind of the warm uh, sea in Moana leaves, leaves me feeling um, very mellow somehow. It's very seductive. Yeah. I, it feels like a week at the seaside going to see Moana. I love that movie. Really, really great. So it's like a vacation within the theatre. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, which is why we go to the theatre altogether, isn't it? That's what you taught me. At the at the Christmas time, we Marxists, <laughs> we want more of that, as it is right now under capitalist rule. We don't get that time very often. We don't get the vacation. We need to reclaim our time. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Um, should I talk about some of my films or one of my films? Or yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So if we're gonna have a, if we're gonna have a you know a seaside holiday, yeah. So I grew up on the coast of Maine, uh, in between the Atlantic Ocean and the the Androscoggin River. So I've I've sort of 
surrounded by water. We didn't, our house wasn't right on the water or anything like that, but there was always water around, and Maine is just full of lakes and water. I did live in the west for a while uh, on the desert, right? The desert, where the desert meets the Rocky Mountains, and it was so dry, and the summers were so hot, and I just felt like I was evaporating. So I know what you mean about this appeal of water, and most people live pretty close to a river or some source of water. Um, but it's also overwhelming. I'm a terrible swimmer. I love to be in the water, but I am scared to death of all water and all those scary scenes in submarines and things filling up with water and you're just struggling for your last breath scares the hell out of me again and again. But, um, on my list, I, I put a, I put a number of films and I'm, I'm going to say, um, I'll start with like my biggest fears, and those come from uh, Roots, which was an American TV series, probably the late 70s or early 80s, and Amistad, because both of those films mm. have these scenes where slaves are just dragged, they're just released into the ocean um, on chains, and that just seems so cruel and so awful. And that scared those two films scared the hell out of me for that reason. Um, so they're but they're very you know, poignant scenes in, in the sense that they weren't afraid of telling the truth and showing it and. Yeah, I'd never seen that before. I'd never even thought about that. Um, also scaring the hell out of me was Jaws. The first oh, Jaws, yeah. I think it's just a great film. Uh, I, I'm not a big Spielberg fan. It's a kind of blockbuster film. I saw it at the right age to see a blockbuster because I saw it in the in the theater. Um, but there are just some great scenes in there, and that's just a water film that's just etched into my brain forever. If you want to be if you want to be scared of the water, then have you seen All Is Lost? I have not. Um, it's a 2013 um, film oh. with Robert Redford. Oh, that's the Robert Redford um, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is, uh, and this, this should be mandatory uh, watching for all would-be screenwriters, all as okay. lost, because I think there's like one or two lines of dialogue in the whole movie. Wow. It's just Robert Redford on his own. Yeah. He's like a lone um, sailor. Yeah. Um, and his uh, boat, mm-hmm. it's a packing, uh, like a... Um, oh. Cargo like ship a, or something. Um, not a packing crate, like a, a shipping container. Yeah. So it hits a shipping container like way oh. out at sea and develops this small hole, but the hole gets bigger and bigger. Oh, God. And, um, you know, he's in real trouble. Yeah. And this whole two-hour movie is um, Robert Redford just gradually sinking. Yeah. It's, you know, it's considerably more exciting than that, but it's, um, yeah, it's pretty terrifying, yeah. actually, and reminds you of just how vulnerable you are in that situation. Um, it's pretty bleak. Uh, it, now, spoilers, it does all just about come right in the end, but uh, really only in the very last shot, pretty much. Um, so this notion that the film being called All Is Lost yeah. stays with you all the way through the film. Oh, you nice. you yeah. are, convince yourself until the very last moment that all really is lost. Yeah. Um, it's a great bit of visual storytelling. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm really pleased that they didn't resort to um, to having Robert Redford talk to himself or, you know, chat to a chat to a beach ball or speak to himself in a mirror or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> quite capable of telling the story without using words. Yeah. Um, well, it's also just it, it, it underscores the power of water. I mean, both as a danger as well as, a, you know, a life giving force. It's just uh, so compelling. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah. We do not have gills for a reason. Yeah. You know, it's like. <laughs> We're not really meant to be there. Yeah, not just anywhere on the water. You're supposed to be in a safe place on the water. Um, I'm going to, I want to say swept away. And I'm not talking about the Guy Ritchie and Madonna remake, but there's this Italian film from probably again the late 70s by Lena Vertmuller called Swept Away. 
which I think if you haven't seen, you must. Have you seen it? No. When you when you said swept away, I thought you meant flushed away, which is a British animated oh. film for children about two characters who get flushed down a toilet. So it's not that, I take it. No, it's that. called Swept Away, and okay. you must see it because it's um, very political, uh, really addresses class, and it's about um, a very unlikely couple being stranded on an island. So it does happen on the water quite a bit, but um, it's good. See it. It's a, There are some things that are a little dated. It seems a little misogynistic in places, um, but I think it's worth the while. And I wasn't, wasn't there a Harrison Ford movie with the same plot about twenty years ago? Yeah, with Anne Hesh, who I think just yeah. died, right? Yeah, I think that's called Eight Days or Seven Days or a certain number of days and maybe some hours and minutes too. But um, I did see that one. That's a giveaway, isn't it? That's <laughs> really not what you should call your movie if you want any suspense for the audience. <laughs> true, true. You're giving it away. Um, how about yourself? Anything else? There is a kind of a tradition of um, of the sea being a stand-in. Or space. Yeah. I think that's how, like last week's film, The Abyss, works. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I think Cameron kind of wanted to make 2001 A Space Odyssey, but wanted to do it a bit differently. So it becomes 2001 A, a you know, a sea odyssey. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the movie that makes me think of is Sphere, which is a Barry Levinson film. Yeah. Um, kind of great um, pedigree on this movie. So 1998. Directed by Barry Levinson, written by um, Paul Atancio, mm. um, and Antanasio. Antanasio, sorry, Paul, yeah, Ant- Paul yeah. Antanasio. Yeah. Um, a quiz show. Have you seen that? Yeah. Donnie Brasco. Some you know great yeah. pictures. Um, it has uh, Sharon Stone and Dustin Hoffman and uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Based on based on a Michael Crichton book, which is good in some people's eyes and not in others, mm. but should be set up to be you know an outstandingly. Um, good quality film um and it's a kind of underwater version of event horizon some scientists find this device um under the ocean uh, which which kind of makes your wishes come true it's a little bit like stalker as well um and i remember being quite excited to go and see this film great cast great director great writer terrible film though Oh. Yeah, kind of died a death and didn't really fulfill its yeah. uh, its promise. Right. Uh, Event Horizon, a vastly better version of the same story, but yeah, Sphere is a you know a film set at the bottom of the ocean where the ocean is standing in for space. That does happen very often. I, I agree with you, there. and they're they're kind of similar realms, I guess. It makes sense. But one of, one of them much cheaper to get to than the other, though. Yeah, I was going to say Yellow Submarine because it works kind of the same way. Like you're on this journey, maybe it's in water, but it's through space or through the mind. It's kind of an interesting journey that I like a lot. I have never seen Yellow Submarine. Is it something that I would enjoy now or something I only would have enjoyed in 1971 or whenever it was made? I think I've seen it as a kid all the way through you know, adulthood, even into middle age now. So I'm going to say yes. I think it's worth it. Okay. Um, you know, the, 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 the extent to which the Beatles were participants is a little debatable, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, it is, yeah, it's good. I think it's good. I think it holds up. I think it's going to be, you know, obviously it's like one of these things that's the animation is not going to hold up terribly well, but I think, uh, some of the jokes are going to hold up and, uh, it's just a wonderful way to get some Beatles songs into an animated film. So I would recommend that. I think it works on that space slash ocean, uh, realm pretty well. 
As you know, we, we are contractually obliged to mention Tom Cruise in every podcast. Uh, so I am going to give Tom a little uh, a nod. Um, and the Scientologists, too. We want to make the Scientologists <laughs> happy because we've said some disparaging, thing, disparaging things about you in the past. We but... have to keep them on side. Uh, have you seen or do you remember Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, which I, th I think it's Mission Impossible 5, oh I think it is. I haven't, I haven't um, seen it, no. Uh, but famously, Tom... Tom holds his breath for six minutes in that film. Oh. You know, not, not only is he determined to, to sprint 200 metres in every film, I think you know he's contractually <laughs> obliged to sprint 200 metres in every film. Um, but uh, now I think you know, he wants to, to prove that he's got other physical prowesses yeah. that he can show off as well. So apparently he held his breath for six minutes filming this underwater seek segment yeah. in... Um, in Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I feel like this is a you know, constantly moving record, isn't it? I think yeah. Ed Harris... Uh, held the record for uh, longest breath hold by an actor when they filmed The Abyss. Really? And, but that was like three minutes. Tom did it for six minutes for Mission Impossible. Kate Winslet has just done it for seven minutes, 14 seconds, something like that. I, I'm sorry. For, for I, Avatar I, Way of Water. I can't believe so any of that. Are these people well, actors or th athletes? Make up your minds. No, it's not possible. I don't, I don't think any of those happened. I think it's they've got something going on. Maybe that fluid <laughs> that the rat uh, drank in the, in the Abyss. Something's happening because there's no way. I can go about six seconds <laughs> so six seven minutes that's i can't i can't believe it i'm sorry uh but with tom anything is possible yeah all right oh no i haven't seen that um and i never look at that i always imagine that their films are cut in such a way where their actors are getting a breath here and there i mean there's this one in ed harris's work on the abyss there's when he's he, they're putting the water right into his tank into his you know his headgear his suit um I'm amazed at that, cause, but, I, but I also am looking for the cuts in the film because he must be getting a breath here every 10 to 12 seconds, you know, because he's got the water right in his face and it just doesn't make sense to me. But it does look terrifying that, yeah, he filmed so many scenes with his face in a bowl of water. Yeah, yeah absolutely terrifying. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, there was a film called The Deep. Do you remember The Deep? Jacqueline Bissett. I, I seem to remember like getting it confused with Jaws. Yeah, I think it's the same writer... I think is it Peter ah. Benchley wrote both maybe the books. I'm not sure about that, so don't uh, hold me to it. But I think that's uh, people. They came out more or less the same time, within probably two or three years at most. Um, there's sort of this underwater treasure that these sort of casual divers come upon, and then uh, of course the the, tre the real treasure hunters come after them, and that left quite an impression on me. And it was honestly, <laughs> I knew that we were going to see Jacqueline Bissett's breasts as we went into the theater. I mean, and as an eight year old or whatever, that was the, all the excitement I needed. That was all I needed to buy the ticket. <laughs> like the first time I saw breasts on screen. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was captivating in other ways. There's this moray or this electric eel that scared the hell out of me in that film. And then again, more of this holding breath underwater and these conversations in these, impossible air pockets deep at sea and uh, just left an amazing impression on me. So I don't know that that film would hold up, but in my mind, that's like one of the classic uh, water films, as is Das Boot. That's the other one I was going to mention is the, oh, the German Boot. thing, Das Boot, which yeah. is really good. Yeah. Uh, well, if if, um, if you want to talk about breath-holding films... Breath, surely the breath, ultimate, yeah, the yeah, ult breath. The ultimate <laughs> breath <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm going to say that slowly and carefully. Breath-holding <laughs> films... Um, uh, the the king of breath holding films is the Big Blue, isn't it? Oh the, yeah, Besson film. Have you seen Good. that? It was, it's, it's like the, the first time I think. Well, I I saw it after seeing 
um, Leon the Killer. Okay. But I think it's you know, Jean Reno's yeah. um, kind of, you know, f- the first film that really brought him to international prominence. Yeah. And that film is all about free diving, isn't it? It's awesome. I love that film. Uh, Roseanne Arquette is in that film, I believe. Yeah. Right? Um, I loved that film. Yeah. That left a big impression on me as well. Yeah. I remember very little about it apart from you know, sitting in the in the screening, you know, actively holding my breath at the same time as the actors. Yeah. Oh. Like, just really empathizing with that need to hold your breath. Don't breathe, don't breathe, don't breathe. And I suspect everybody else in the screening was doing the same. I think that's how the magic of the film works. I, but I, if I, uh, you had to ask me what the story was, I really couldn't tell you, isn't it? Is it a free diving competition? It, yeah. Is there some kind of crime involved or something? I can't remember the details. Uh, it's, uh, these two, the two best free divers are just trying to go uh, deeper and deeper and hold their breath longer and longer. And they've got no gear whatsoever. Um that's about it. <laughs> but it's, it's incredible. It's, I mean, a lot of it takes place, I think, in Bolivia. And you're thinking, why the hell are they in Bolivia? But they're diving in the lake in, uh, um, in Bolivia as part of the training. And then they're in swimming pools sometimes. There's this, they're, they're, the two main characters are think, drunk at a party and they're trying to uh, hold their breath longer than the other one. And I think shenanigans ensue in the hospital and get some visits from the characters. But... Uh, it's yeah, I think it's just about this competition between people doing something very, very risky and very, very deadly just to be the best at what they do. But I it, you know, that's probably thirty five years old too. Right? I mean that's probably late eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight, yeah. So Big Blue, yeah, absolutely. But well filmed and yeah, terrifying in some ways and there's I think they explore the they they're in Greece too. I think they cover a lot of the territory. I think they cover a lot of the world and isn't there some scene where there, there's, I think maybe it's a flashback with the old, the old crazy uh, diving suits, you know, with the big metal um, uh, headgear and then the big fluffy suits that they went down in and the weights and all of that. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a film that covered a lot of territory, a lot of earth anyway. I don't know if it really covered a lot of like the mental terrain of the characters or whatnot, but good, good geography film, good travel film. Uh, it reminds me a bit of, um, Lady of Shanghai, that the Orson Ooh. Wells film. Yeah. Um, only because I remember reading in uh, Wells's biography. It always comes back to the books, doesn't it? Always got to come back to a book somehow. Mm. I read um, Orson Wells' biography a few years ago. And one of the things it talks about the Lady of Shanghai is that I think um, basically Orson Wells uh, had you know, a great few weeks hanging out on Errol Flynn's yacht. And they, and they did film a few scenes, but largely, I think uh, Wells just kind of ate and drank the budget of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it does remind me, there was um, uh, a few years ago, I pitched a script about um, uh, about uh, like a holiday on a yacht. And it was um, like this couple who's kind of, you know, married a little bit rocky and they don't have any children. And, you know, life is a little bit sort of um, kind of aimless for them. And they go yeah. away on this uh, this kind of luxury holiday. With this kind of on this kind of crude yacht, and uh, there's this kind of teenager who's one of the the crew on the yacht that kind of captivates them both, and he kind of talks them into you know um, sneaking onto somebody else's boat, and then there's a crime and somebody gets killed, and they're kind of implicated, and um, you know it kind of just spirals down from there. But um, the main reason that you know people listened when I pitched it was because I was effectively telling them, well, here's an idea how you can spend eight weeks in the Caribbean yeah. pretending to make a film. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, you know, people do respond to that Absolutely. sort of thing. Whereas if you tell people, you know, I've got like an, you know, another script I've got, which is all set you know, in, in um, the South Pole, 
And you tell people, oh, yeah, you'll have to spend four weeks in icy Canada filming outdoors. Ooh, yeah. And people don't want to do that, strangely. Is that Skeleton Crew? <laughs> Is this taking us towards Skeleton that, Crew? That, uh, oh, no, Skeleton Crew. That was um, that was Zombies on a Prison Ship. Oh, that God, was, that was... Oh, yeah. That was, I was so so pleased with the pitch for that because it takes yeah, literally eight words to explain what it is. <laughs> um, uh, no, Ice Fields, that was it. Was Ice the, Fields, uh, that's was right. the South Pole movie. Yeah. So, yeah, a couple of people oh. were interested in that, but, uh, yeah, no one ever really paid any serious money and nobody made it yeah. because nobody wants to freeze their butt off in, in Canada for four <laughs> weeks shooting outdoors and then freeze a soundstage and film all the indoor bits in freezing cold as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's my advice. Uh, Write something warm. That's what I would do. That's because we like to be on the beach. Learn from my mistakes. Yeah, people want to be on the beach on holiday watching movies. I think the popcorn's here. Oh, it should be. It's all over me. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) drowning. I hope you're not going to ask me to lick that off you now. (laughs) You know what happened last time. What was the sound again? (laughs) Struggling for air here at the popcorn counter. (laughs) 